Welcome back to the Wild Child Kitchen Gardening Podcast. I'm your host, Kelly Johnson, and today I have a treat for you. I'm going to show you how to turn your garden into a wild child garden by teaching you how important it is to bring your kids into the garden with you. I have a special guest for you today, and you are going to love her as much as I do. Today, I'm joined by our Wild Child Community Manager, Lindsay Kennedy, and she is a Gardening with Kids pro. Let's dig in. Hey, everybody. Welcome back to the podcast. I am so excited about today's episode. I am joined by my friend, fellow gardener, and the Wild Child Community Manager and contributor to our magazine in season, Lindsay Kennedy. I've been gardening with Lindsay for several years, and I can tell you right now, she is one of the most inspiring mamas I have ever known. Lindsay's garden is in her suburban backyard in Mandeville, Louisiana, where she grows with her four kiddos, ages two to 16. Lindsay is so inspiring inside of our communities because she reminds us to not take things so seriously. Today, you are going to be inspired by her vision for her garden, her plan for her family, and she's got a lot to share with us about why she does what she does and why she sees it as something worthwhile to do. The sun is shining, guys. The weather is warming up. It feels like garden time, and before we know it, the kids are going to be out of school. This is the perfect time to begin getting them into the garden with you. Whether they're 2 or 22, there's a place for them in your garden. I cannot wait to share this interview with you. I have no doubt that you are going to fall in love with Lindsay and be so inspired by what she has to say in this episode. So let's dig in. Hey, Lindsay, I'm so excited to be with you today. We have been gardening together for forever, I feel like, and I'm so excited to get to talk with you about one of the things I think you are amazing at, and that is gardening with your kiddos. So to get started, tell us a little bit about your family. Well, we have four kids. Um, my oldest son is 16, and then I have five, almost four, and just turned two. So we have, I always joke and say we have um, toddlers and teenagers at my house, and it is quite the dynamic duo that happens there, but it's so fun. We're a homeschool family, so we spend a lot of time, all of us together, and a lot of time outside in the garden. Oh, I love that so much. I feel like you're always inspiring us inside the garden club to garden with our kids. And I can remember some of my girls and I's favorite memories coming from the garden. And now that they're older, we still are finding ourselves in the garden all the time. It looks a little bit different than it did when they were toddlers. But I just love watching you with your kiddos. Why do you feel so drawn to bring your kids to the garden with you? What is it? What's the magic? I think the magic is basically just the quality time together, but it's quality time together doing something that is so beneficial for everybody. Each one of my kids has different things about the garden that they love. Each one of my kids has different things that when they run out to the garden is the first thing that they check on. But one thing that I love about the garden is that you can literally teach anything you might want to teach in the garden. Oh, tell me more about that. What do you mean? 
So as a, as a homeschool family, we can teach a lot of subjects in the garden, but there are so many life lessons to happen in the garden. You can talk about life cycles. You can talk about what plants need to grow. You can talk about when you're talking about what plants need to grow, then you talk about what people need to grow. And so I literally believe that you could teach anything you wanted to teach your children by spending time with them in the garden. I love that so much. And I agree with you. I feel like whenever my girls were little, one thing that we always did in the garden, it seemed like was resolve fights. You know, if somebody's grumpy, all I had to do was say, who wants to go see if there's strawberries? And when we would get out there, it was like everything else just sort of melted away as we were going on the treasure hunt to find strawberries. I just loved it so much. And I find even now, whenever their world is, you know, sometimes not going as they would want it to, even though they're, they're adults now, they will come find me in the garden. So I agree with you. I think the world's problems can be solved in the garden. Um, I love it so much. And so how old are your kiddos when you start bringing them out? Or is this just a way of life for your family? This is literally a way of life for our family. I have gardened up until delivering all of my littles. And as soon as I got home and felt up to it, the babies and I were out in the garden. I can remember, you know, in a world of Facebook and Instagram, we have memories that pop up and my little girl, her birthday is coming up. And I have thought, I have laughed at myself. I was very overdue when she was due to be born. She was not interested in making her arrival. And I have pictures of myself so very pregnant in the garden and it's just hard to be grouchy in the garden. I agree. I, yeah. I mean, I just, I think about that. Like you said, with your girls, I think about with my kids, I think about that with myself, like you wake up in the morning and you're just not feeling it. And one of the first things I always do is pour my cup of coffee and walk out to the garden. And I immediately feel better. The mm. fresh air, the, the birds, the grass on my feet. I mean, immediately. I tell my kids that all the time. Like, it's hard to be mad when you're out here enjoying God's creation. It's so true. And you do a great job of inspiring others to do this as well. So you live what you talk, you know, really like you practice what you preach. And so I feel like um, for those of you who don't know, Lindsay is both the community manager of our wild child gardening community. She's the manager of our wild child garden club, Facebook group. She works closely with our academy students. She works in our grow Bible study. Um, she's our community manager and she is always posting pictures of her kiddos in the garden. And it's very inspiring, but she also is the contributor into our in-season magazine for a column that we call We Little Wild Child. And Lindsay does a phenomenal job giving us all kinds of ideas of things that we can do with our kids in the spring, in the summer, in the fall, in the winter, out in the garden. Lindsay, what would you say would be some of your top go-to things that you would want to be doing with your kids in the garden right now? Like if you think of spring and you think of your kids in the garden, what do you think of? Well, I always tell people that the best piece of advice I can give you about gardening with your kids is to let your kids take ownership in that garden. So for me, that looks like when we start seeds, I let each one of my kids pick out 
a seed pack that they're interested in starting. We start it together. I help them follow the, you know, kind of the wild child protocol. So we have a really high success rate with those seeds. And my kids still to this day, my kids can go out to the garden and tell you which was their seed, what they started. Uh, the other thing that I really, really love in the garden right now with my kids is flowers. Everybody yep. loves flowers. My little girl cannot wait for all the flowers to be blooming. So we pick flowers. I also really try to take the perspective in the garden with my kids of like, they're not going to break anything. It's going to be okay. We've lost some blooms to kids that have thought they were picking a flower and they were actually, they were picking a flower. They were just picking a flower off a vegetable plant that was going to turn into a vegetable but it doesn't matter. There's always going to be more. And I want my kids to know that, that they can come out to the garden and they can explore and they can use all their different senses to do that. It's my garden is not a don't touch, don't come in here garden. That's so good because I feel like a lot of times we want it to be Pinterest perfect, right? And so gardening with kids is obviously not going to be a very neat and tidy experience. Um, I can remember we used to have a group of kids that came to our house every week and we had some little ones in the group. And one day they came out um, running full speed ahead, so proud to tell me that they had picked every strawberry and given it to my chickens. Um, and the problem with that was that every single strawberry was tiny and green. And it was definitely not strawberry picking time. But they were so proud. Um, and it was such a sweet moment that you really, if you can teach yourself to put those moments and those memories ahead of your expectations or your perfectionist tendencies or your desire to have something that looks like it's internet worthy, um, you can have such a great experience. I don't think those little kiddos will ever forget picking all those strawberries and feeding them to my chickens. But then I think if I would have lost it on them, they would have never forgotten that either. You know, so I want them to feel free in my garden. I want them to feel like they can take ownership. They can go out there, whether it's building a bed or it's picking a flower or it's mistakenly picking every strawberry I have. Um, those things are all are part of it. And I love how you constantly encourage us to do that. Now, going along with that, you have a saying that you so often remind us of inside of the Wild Child Gardening Communities. You always say it. I want you to tell our listeners today what that saying is and how it applies to kiddos in the garden. Everything is not a crisis. I love it. <laughs> It literally applies to everything about yes. kids. <laughs> yes. It actually applies to, I would venture to say it actually applies to pretty much everything in life. It applies to the garden. Um, it, it applies to the garden with kids, but, but what a great life lesson for kids to learn in the garden at the age of, you know, mine are two, four, six, basically. They're learning immediately that something is wrong. Let's talk about it. Let's see what it is. And then let's see what we need to do. And that's sometimes we don't need to do anything. Oh, yeah. I also, I also love to think about everything is not a crisis in the garden because I want my kids to grow up with that mindset of realizing that everything is not a crisis. Now, there are things that are a crisis in the garden. 
Sure. But most of the time, most of the time it's not. And I, I, I get kind of, I laugh, I guess about it because my kids tend to model that same kind of attitude about it. They're like, they'll just be like, Oh mom, something's eating your tomato. Right. I'm like, well, get it off. <laughs> you know. <laughs> but they know that everything's not a crisis. And so to them, they're just kind of like, well, something's eating the tomato bugs like tomatoes. You know, that's right. kind of their life, the life cycle of in the garden is bugs eat tomatoes and, and things like that happen. So that is, that is definitely kind of our, our catchphrase around here is that everything is not a crisis. I love that catchphrase. And you're right. Like whether you're two or 82, that applies, you know, and to teach our kids that at such a young age is so important and beneficial to them. They can carry that with them into not just their gardens as they grow, but also into their life. Because you're right. That is something that the world could stand to use a little more of. You know, not everything is a crisis. I love that term. I remember when you very first time you ever told us that. And it is something I have lived by ever since. And I'm so thankful that you use that term so much. And and I feel like too, you can really see that this is what y'all live by um, just in your kids, like the way that they interact with each other, the way that they interact with other kids, the way that they play, the way that they work. Um, you see that in them and it's very inspirational. And I think that that is something that if we could take that away from this and really start to model that both in our gardens and in our lives, that our kids would really be more, just sort of more balanced, uh, more brave, more willing to try new things. Um, everything's not scary. Everything's not disastrous. You know, everything is not a crisis. And I love that so much. And I'm always so thankful when you when you use that saying. So in this issue of In Season, you talk a lot about just sort of doing these things with your kiddos. You've got some great recommendations. Um, what inspires you? How do you come up with like things that you're going to do with your kids in the garden? Um, do you have like chores that your kids have or do you sort of approach it just day by day and we just go out there and whatever strikes our fancy? How do you approach gardening with kids? I pretty much approach gardening with kids at my house like you, this is the garden chore for the day. So we're all going out to the garden to do it. Um, we have a great calendar in our wild child garden club that Kelly, that you put together for us. And we really do. We kind of look at that and, and I look at it and I'm like, okay, this week, you know, last week we were working on our potatoes, onions and garlic. So when we go out to the garden, that's what we do. Uh, yesterday we had some friends over for dinner and one of the other ladies is like oh I forgot basil for the salad Laurel who is gonna be four is like grabbing her scissors and running out to the garden for basil for our dinner before I even knew what happened and she came right back in with basil so our garden is part of our life mm -hmm. and it's and we live and I always tell people we live in like a normal people neighborhood with like a normal sized yard we don't have acres of farmland and cattle and goats right. and chickens and all that stuff like we are not a homestead we literally have a backyard garden right we have six four by eight raised beds and we grow things that we are going to use on a daily basis we're not necessarily growing you know enough to like feed our family for the whole winter 
we're right. not we're not putting things away and, right. and things like that. But my kids are being exposed to vegetables that they might not be so willing to try had they not grown them themselves in their garden. Yes. Well, I wonder too about that. Like, what are your kids' favorite vegetables to grow? What do they love? They love anything that you can pick a lot of. That's pretty much their standard. Yeah. So they love to grow beans. Mm-hmm. They love to grow small cherry tomatoes. Um, they love to eat cucumbers. They don't get quite as excited about growing them. I, I think they grow in my garden vertically, so they're not really at their eye level. They don't see them as much, but they're very excited to eat them. I would say that tomatoes and beans are probably their favorite thing to pick. You can pick a lot of them in a small amount of time. Mm-hmm. Um, they love to observe the strawberries, uh, which I think is really fascinating. Um, we basically talk about the scientific method in our garden on a daily basis. And I, they don't even probably realize that that's what we're doing, mm-hmm. but they observe a lot. They document a lot. I let them take photos. Um, I, I hand them my phone and let them take their own photos of different things. And I take their photo a lot in the garden. So those are, those are some of their favorite things to do in the garden. I saw that you had an Easter Sunday lunch brunch in your garden, and that was amazing. Tell us about that. How did you pull that off? Was that easy? Was that complicated? Would you do it again? How did you? What I, I would absolutely do it again. It was, um, as a lot of things I do are kind of spur of the moment, I was like, we're going to have lunch in the garden. And my sweet husband just says, okay, and kind of goes on about it. So we just scooted a table that we already had outside over to the garden and um, got some chairs in the middle of it, it. There was a huge meltdown by the toddler. I took him inside and was like ready to throw in the towel on Easter lunch in the garden. And when I came back out, my four-year-old had gone inside to get her older brother who's 16 and gotten him out there and had showed him exactly where the table needed to be exactly where the chairs needed to be and so when I came back out the two of them had everything all set up the toddler was fine everything was fine we had a lovely time in the garden we literally just I picked up a pot off the patio that had some flowers in it and put it on the table for the centerpiece we used fancy glasses that my grandmother had given me with her punch bowl we used real plates and not plastic plates and they had the best time Oh, I love that. What did y'all eat? We had ham. My husband cooked a ham and we had macaroni and cheese, straight macaroni and cheese from a box. Yes. Um, And what else? We have green beans and we made sourdough rolls. Oh, that sounds It does not have to be fancy. Right. (laughs) That's what I love. You know, sometimes I'm like, if you just cut your sandwiches into triangles, put them on a plate and throw a few um, buds off of like a viola or a marigold or put a few zinnia flowers with a sprig of mint on top of your sandwiches and put them on your patio table. Like that is a dining experience that everybody enjoys, no matter how old you are. I love that so much. Macaroni and cheese in a box is everybody's favorite. Like, are you (laughs) kidding me? We don't have to have charcuterie. You know, sometimes that's fun. But it doesn't have to be all the time. I love that. Mm -hmm. Love that so much. So what are 
you doing right now in your garden? Like what? Okay. So what are y'all growing? And tell us about each of the kiddos, what they have, like, what did they choose this year and what is in your garden that belongs to them? Okay. We right now are growing cucumbers, tomatoes, squash, zucchini, beans, eggplant, and strawberries. Oh, I love that. Oh, peppers. We're growing peppers too. Yeah. You can't forget peppers. Tucker, who is five and a half, chose dragon's egg cucumbers and dragon's tongue beans. He likes to choose things based on their fun name or if they look really cool. Yes. Laurel, who is about to turn, she picked sunflowers. That was one of her favorites. And she also loves the color purple. So we always try to pick some fun varieties of something that are purple. So we are growing um, a few purple peppers for Laurel. She likes the dragon tongue beans also because they have purple polka dots on them. (laughs) And she also loves sunflowers. So she chose a couple different varieties of sunflowers. Uh, The little guy who's two, he... We'll use the word chose very loosely there, but we planted (laughs) um, Jackby little pumpkins for him. Oh my goodness. Okay. So pumpkins, that has to be so fun with kids. That's exciting. That's also exciting to get to go out and see every day that perfect little pumpkin shape. That is something I love. You know what else I love growing with kids too are melons. If you want to grow melons this summer with or without your kiddos, join me in my spring class, May is for Melons. Melons grow all summer long in Zone 9, but we plant them in May. Don't miss this class. I'm going to show you how to grow melons without a garden. You're going to love it. You're also going to love all the melon varieties that I share with you and all of my tips and tricks for getting great melons all season. Get the details at releaseyourinnerwildchild.com. Have you ever grown melons with your kids before? We have not, but we have plans this year to add melons to our garden where they are going to, our potatoes are coming out and our melons are going in. I love that. I think you will have so much fun with that because melons are really and truly, a lot of the varieties are disease resistant. They don't see the pest pressure. And so they really are relatively easy to grow, which makes them so fun for kids. And also they seemingly grow overnight. And so it's, they get bigger and bigger and bigger all the time, but it's like, they're never ripe. So you're constantly going out there saying, you know, mom, is it ripe yet? And I can remember those being some of our best memories would be, us knocking on the watermelons to see if they would be ready to pick or checking those that stem to see if it was dry. I love growing melons. And um, I think that that is one of my top things to grow with kids. Strawberries too. Strawberries are so fun. And I agree with you. They love anything they can pick a lot of. Um, That is really fun too. Carrots, um, cherry tomatoes, green beans. All of those things are really, really fun. I think your Jack B. Little pumpkins are going to be amazing. We are really, really excited. And I'm, I'm really hopeful. Like I said, this year is going to be our year for pumpkins. Every year we kind of set one garden goal for our family and one variety of something that didn't do very well last year that we really wanted or one vegetable that somebody's more interested in eating. And so, um, 
this year in the fall, our goal was to have so much lettuce. And so we planted a ton of lettuce and we harvested lettuce for a long time. And then our garden goal for this spring um, and early fall is going to be Jack the Little Pumpkins. I love that. I love setting goals with your kids. I think that's another great tool of the garden. Do you find that you kind of, do y'all just talk about your goals? Do you set, do you write them down anywhere or is it just kind of in conversation? How do you handle that? Typically, I usually set the goal for us. Um, I'm the one who kind of really pays attention to what didn't work last year in the garden or what we really wanted to work. You know, sometimes with kids, especially when they're little, I plant things they don't even know about thinking, I don't know if this is going to work. So I'm just not going to bring it up yet. And then when it does work, it's really fun to tell them about it. And if it doesn't work, then they're not disappointed. But um, so I usually pick the garden goal for us. And then we start talking about it. Once, once I've kind of decided that's what our garden goal is going to be, we start talking about it together. That is awesome. I love that so much. So last season it was lettuce and this season it's pumpkins. And with your, um, the way that you approach your garden and how much you involve your kiddos, I have a feeling y'all are going to crush your goal. And I'm super excited to see all of those pumpkins that you're picking all summer. And the great thing about pumpkins is we can plant them now, hold on to them, and they stay really, keep really, really well. So you'll be able to still use them in the fall. That's so exciting. I love that. Love it. So before we wrap up, I would love to hear you tell me what you would say for each one of your kids' ages, what is in your mind a great way to sort of introduce them into the garden if you can think of something like that? I know you've got little bitty toddler all the way up to a teenager. Um, how do you cater to them with their ages? I think that with the youngest and from the time they're old enough to go out there, just having them in the garden with you. We all know this toddlers want to be with their people. They do not want to be left out, especially if they're the youngest of a few kids. They want to be wherever the big kids are and they do not want to miss anything. So for the two-year-old, just having him in the garden with me, when he was too small to walk, I would have him on my back or wear him or carry him. Now he is all over everything, climbing everything. But just having him with us in the garden, he's learning so much. You know, I always laugh and say like, you can teach math, you can teach colors, you can teach shapes, you can teach science, you can teach history. You can teach it all in the garden. And with the littles, just the exposure is so important to all of that. Um, then my next one is about to turn four and she, she loves to be in the garden. And when I tell you, I think she could probably do it without me. I think she could probably do it without me. She knows where everything goes. She knows where everything is growing and she knows how to do it. But that's because she has been very interested in the beginning, like from the, from day one. So for her, she, she wants to do, she loves to plant. So if you give her a shovel and tell her where you want to hold, she's your girl. Um, and then my almost six-year-old, he is a sponge and he just absorbs anything you're willing to teach him. So having him in the garden, he wants to learn about what kind it is, what it's going to do. Why does this one look like this? He wants to, he wants all the information. He's an information guy. Mm -hmm. And my oldest, I think is just starting to kind of realize that 
not everybody has a garden in their backyard. And he, his friends think that it's really interesting. And I find that he's quick to be like, oh, yeah, my mom has a garden. She grew this or she made this. Come, let me show you. So he's taking like pride in that. (laughs) I love that so much. And I think that does really cater to their ages, you know, like with the baby, just letting him be out there pointing to different vegetables and, and telling him what color they are. And then with a preschooler, such a great um, time to give them ownership of things they can practice their fine motor skills with. And then with one a little bit older than that, taking that opportunity to sort of let them soak it all in, you know, giving them just different tasks that are age appropriate. And then of course, with the teenagers, you have to cater to their ability and their desire to impress the friends. Um, I remember one thing I did, I had girls, so they were always so interested in taking the pictures, you know, so I would allow them to come out and take pictures and post them, you know, to my Instagram. And they would think that was the most fun thing. They were so proud of that. Just getting to to take pictures. They loved having like a photo album, you know, just those types of things. Um, I love that. Uh, I really think it's important. The garden is so good for every age. You know, there's something out there for all of us. And chances are, we all are going to enjoy the same things no matter what our ages are. So I love that you do cater to their needs and their wants and their desires, but you're also like, hey, look, this is what our family does. And I find that as we do that, what ends up happening is they just take it for fact. You know, they take it to the bank. Like this is what our family does and it becomes second nature to them. And then before you know it, they'll be going to the garden, picking what they need and coming in and preparing it. And that really is sort of the peak and pinnacle of when you know you've made it, (laughs) when they go out and grab the cilantro for the salsa. It's really um, an exciting moment. So I don't think any of us ever really grow up in the garden, right? So Um, I think you're right. The willingness to um, let it be imperfect, let it be dirty, let it not be as expected, and to have a whole lot of um, margin and grace all mixed in really does make for such a fun time in the garden. So what kind of things are you looking forward to to summer? Tell us that. We cannot wait for tomatoes everybody in my house loves tomatoes they are ready for tomatoes that's our favorite thing to pick we put them in everything we make pasta salad we make caprese salad we have them as a side with our lunch with our dinner we put them in our eggs so I think we are the most always the most excited for tomatoes that's awesome what is your favorite variety of tomato I love the cherry grape type tomato um I would say my favorite variety is probably Barry's crazy cherry right now yeah again just because of the amount that you pick at one time for the kids that's so fun I am growing sun gold this year I didn't grow it last year and I had uh fear of missing out big time was everybody was harvesting <laughs> buckets of sun gold tomatoes yeah same I'm growing it too <laughs> good and resist. I agree. I agree. Well, this has been so much fun. Thank you for meeting me here and just chatting about 
something that you are so good at, which is just being relaxed in the garden and really making it a place that you love and a place that your family loves, a place that you make memories in. It's very inspiring. Um, your kids are great. And I just love, um, I love growing with you. So thank you for meeting me here today. You are welcome. Thank you for inviting me. And thank you for always being so encouraging to get out in the garden, no matter what it looks like or what you're feeling like, because it is hard to be mad in the garden. It is. It's so much of a reset for us. Um, and you know what? It's like that for our kids too, I think. I think so too. And I think we're also teaching our kids the healthy habits on how to deal with some of their emotions. Mm -hmm. We all have big emotions. And if we learn early that it's okay to feel those things, but it's not okay to dwell in them. And the garden is such a great place to kind of have that shift for me. I think it's really helpful for them as they grow up. So good, Lindsay. Thank you for joining. Did you love that interview with Lindsay? I thought that you might, and she gives us such great ideas and inspiration for bringing our kiddos into the garden with us. Now, that's not all. I have a freebie for you with more inspiration about bringing your kids into the garden. My free ebook, Backyard Gardening with Kids, is available for you right now. You can grab this free resource at the show notes for this podcast at www.releaseyourinnerwildchild.com forward slash podcast. Choose episode 23 and you will find the ebook there. Thank you so much for joining us on this episode of the Wild Child Kitchen Gardening Podcast. I think this was a really fun episode. Don't forget to grab your freebie at releaseyourinnerwildchild.com forward slash podcast. Just choose episode 23 and you will find it there. Remember, you can get all the details for growing with me at releaseyourinnerwildchild.com and I look forward to seeing you next time. Have a great week and keep growing.